Welcome to Prep Yourself with Thanks. Danny Nelson and Alexis Holzer. We are barely coming to after Thanksgiving holiday. I'm still asleep. Did you have turkey? Yes. I also had turkey. Good. I did not cook the turkey, which was really nice. Oh, where did you get it? Uh, a friend of ours had like a Friendsgiving. Oh, yes. And so we went to it and it was really nice because there were like four different kinds of dressing and... I'd probably say there's probably like 50 people there. Okay. And like everybody showed up with something, which was really nice. Lots of pie. There was, okay, there was an issue with the dessert table. Oh, no. Yeah. Somebody had brought pound cake and then it wasn't eaten immediately. And I guess they left sort of early because then when I went to go get some pound cake, it had disappeared, even though it was a giant platter no. of it. No, 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 no. Yeah. If you're bringing food, you leave the food. Right? That's why I always host. Uh, I'm prepped for another Thanksgiving in my refrigerator (laughs) (laughs) well good right after this we can just go ahead and dig right in Mm -hmm. I uh, but it was really the only down part we had a nice little bike ride Mm -hmm. it was really nice yesterday I did the turkey trot in the morning I like to get my calories burned off prior to consuming them nice it was fun it was pouring rain most of the time but I saw some friends and uh, old coworkers, and that was great. It was a good day to reconnect with people. <laughs> Say, I'm thankful for you. It did look uh, fairly gross out during yeah. the turkey trot. It was really bad. We did the turkey trot one year, and I wore a chicken suit, and I carried a sign that said, turkeys are foul. <laughs> I did not get dressed up at all this year, but there was somebody with a like a cardboard box as a table around their head. So they were like maybe the turkey, and then the table was set around them yep. with a tablecloth. That's that was pretty cute. good. That was good. And then there were a lot of turkey hats and pie, pumpkin pie hats and people dressed as turkeys. Nice. Mm-hmm. There was one guy that was just like walking the turkey trot with a big coffee, and he had like these cool glasses and a big mustache. And I was like, it's hipster turkey. <laughs> <laughs> then it probably was tofu. but <laughs> <laughs> Probably, knowing mm-hmm. that sort. That sort of person. Well, I'm glad that you got out and had some exercise and stuff beforehand. Yep. And then the other time it wasn't raining, we went on a big walk, which was like an hour. Nice. Yeah. The whole whole crew. And so that meant we didn't eat until like 8 (laughs) o'clock. There was a a moment there where I was like, oh, people are really hungry and might start revolting. Let's get everything in the oven. (laughs) I was like, everything was made. It just needed to be heated up and so i was thankful for electricity and a working stove and no power outage nice Mm -hmm. i was thankful that i didn't really cook all i did was make mulled wine that's good i don't know how to do that so that was yeah i'm finding as i venture further and further into my adulthood that i'm really great at thinking about cocktails good and really terrible about cooking things oh I'm really great at eating, though. Mm-hmm. So. 
There's no challenges there. (laughs) (laughs) I guess we all have what we're good at. Yeah. I like to think I add something by bringing my cocktails, not just a bottle of wine. Oh, my gosh. Everybody loves you. You're the most popular. I'm the most popular. (laughs) What do you got in your booze bag today? Something special just for you. You brought me booze today. (laughs) I'm thankful for that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I also went and visited my family in Alabama. I like your whole strategy around go visit before the holidays. Right. Help get everybody in the holiday spirit. Just don't be there for the holiday. Just don't be there don't for that travel terrible around part. the holiday. Right. Okay, get it over with. It was mostly because I waited till the last minute to buy, buy tickets. Oh, wow. Well. <laughs> and traveling on... It was quadruple the price to travel any days other than the days that Mm -hmm. we did. So, but it is kind of, I did it last year too. Yeah. We went the week before. Yeah. And yeah, there's no competition at the store. Mm -hmm. There's no being like all the stores are closed. Mm -hmm. There's no, you know, none of that. I also got to like uh, unashamedly watch football all day. Good. Like I didn't have to like. Yeah, I wasn't them. interested in any of the games. And the they only great fan games. at our house was a Cowboys fan, and that was not pretty. <laughs> no, 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 no. That was poor, poor performance. Yeah. But my, my um, yeah, it was, yeah, let's not talk Ew. about that game. Ew. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, when, we, when I went down to Alabama, uh, it's really fun. Jennifer's been listening to the podcast, my older sister, quite a bit, and she listens to it with her family sometimes mm-hmm. when they're driving, and she listens to it, like, at work when she's, like, doing billing stuff. She's like, you know, when I don't have to think about it, and I'm like, don't, isn't billing when you should be thinking about <laughs> But um, she really enjoys it, and she, it was really great. Uh, her and her husband took us out for a walk around their hunting camp. So I have some videos and pictures and stuff that I'm going to put together to put on the site. So that uh, just a preview for someday, maybe a year from now, we can go hunting. When we go to kill something. We could go kill something. Yeah, Danny sent me a picture of deer guts. (laughs) She prepped me for it. She said, do you want to see a picture of deer guts? And I went, all right. And I was like, oh, man. (laughs) And then the whole carcass. And then as a dirt, yeah, a little video of yeah. going into the... It's really cool. They have a full walk-in freezer. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, that's this... The whole hunting camp was amazing to me. So that was they, the camp there. Right. Oh. So they have 3,400 acres that they... There's what? like 12 families what? that have... They pay a fee every year, and then they have access to the... Uh, Camp house and the camp, you know, they have a it's array like a time of cabins share for hunting? and stuff. Essentially, but it's you know all in the exact same place because they lease out a lot of the land on are on lease um, agreements. But I think that the coolest part for me was that as we were going through, like all of these places, like they were uh, refilling their, they have like places where they feed. So there's, I learned a lot about the laws around hunting. Mm-hmm. Which I don't want to get into on in this episode because it's not about hunting. No, this is the episode that we talk about hunting laws. 
<laughs> but uh, Al- Alabama has some of the most uh, liberal hunting laws in the country. Like You don't say. Right. I, I don't know. believe it. It's surprising. <laughs> Uh, but that's also because they have a huge population. There's not really any natural predators left in Alabama. So, like, deer populations and stuff are pretty huge. Yeah. Uh, but uh, more recently, the wolf population, uh, or coyote population, not wolf, sorry, the coyote population has had a reprisal, and there's been a lot of development around, like, conservation of coyote populations in Mississippi and stuff. And they've been Liberals. coming into Alabama and thinning out a lot of the deer herds. Oh. So this year... The law went from, the state law went from being able to shoot two does a day to one doe a day. And they do not have a tag system of any a sort. A doe? A day? A doe. A day. A female doe. <laughs> Only can go one a day. <laughs> um, yeah, which I was just like, whoa, that's so much. But the cool thing is, is people actually eat the deer there. Like, this, it's hunting isn't just for sport, although it is a yeah. sport. It also is like a way that they supplement feeding their families. I support and all that one hundred percent, and I want deer sausage and yep. deer pepperoni and. <laughs> but well, they're supposed to be sending me some jerky. Ugh. While I was there, also had an opportunity to interview my sister. So wait, say who killed the deer that you saw? Okay, so. The when we went to go look at the camp, the gentleman who runs the camp, Preston, was there, and I asked him about the whose deer it was, and he's like, "Oh, it's my daughter's," and I just assumed that it was an adult. His daughter shows up, and it's a fourteen-year-old girl, got pigtails, <laughs> like fourteen-year-old girl who had been learning. She'd already shot deer previously with a rifle, and has been learning with a bow. A bow. Too. A freaking bow. <laughs> My dad tried to get into hunting because he liked the idea of going out and being sort of a renaissance man and, you know, killing your meat. And But he didn't like the idea of doing it with guns. Like, that was too easy or something. And so he was learning how to use a bow. And then when it came down to it, he was like, I couldn't do it. He didn't want to shoot it. He didn't want to go through the whole process of cleaning it and all that. So I think he went on two hunts, and then he's like, I'm done. I can't do it. It's like, he's like, this but isn't the me. thought of, like, a, a child, really, yep. shooting a deer with a bow is just so badass. I can't even handle it. My 12-year-old nephew has killed a deer. Oh, I can't. He's 12. Yeah. Okay. And he's already killed his first animal. I'm just going to sit back and sip this wine and <laughs> As a 12 think year about old, that. He is provided for his family. Yeah. I played soccer <laughs> and I maybe scored a goal when I was 12. <laughs> I was reading books, frolicking in the woods. Yeah, little boxcar children. We definitely, our parents were not like the hunting types. My dad was into fishing. Okay. Uh, he did do fishing, but otherwise my parents were not really, they were not Well, this hunters. is just motivation to up my skills. Yep. I know I could do it. I don't really want to. I could do it. I want to. Maybe. I want to at least have a general knowledge of it. So when it comes time that I have to do it, I can like get in the fetal position. Start I can relate back to something rather than just being like, who knows? Don't know. And I mean, there's so much crazy stuff. There's so much detail that they showed me about. Oh, my gosh. Uh, like just the knowledge of the trees. Like you need to know every kind of tree around because what what oaks drop acorns at what time and what has fruit mm. and when when 
um, like when deer, the deer like, feed it, on it. Yeah, when they're going to feed on it. Where is it on the trail of where they kind of come from, where they sleep to where they're eating? Uh, you know, with bow hunting, you really need to be in a, uh, a tree stand mm-hmm. because there is a movement. You have to make the movement with your arm. And they and, totally would and see that run. and hear it. Yeah. So you need to be above them because it gives you that extra split second of being able to move your body before they start running, before they start sprinting. And there's, like, so many things like that where I'm like, this has never crossed my mind. The whole being downwind thing, I think that is something – how we <laughs> – <laughs> Yeah. Um, But, I mean, I think that's something generally people know. Like, you don't want to be where animals are going to smell you. Yeah. But everything other than that, like, I was just like, this is news to me. How you... They were even showing me how you evaluate uh, the prints so that you know how recently they were there. Hmm. Yeah. We need to go to Alabama. Yep. They're going to survive way after us. Like, oh. For a like, no long doubt. time. They'll still be there. Also, probably because the the density of population is so much less. Uh-huh. Just that part of it. It's yeah. going to make it easier for people to survive. Plus, they have so many all-terrain vehicles, all the things. But coolest part, when we're, like, going through all of this land and, like, looking at all this, you know, where they're, you know, he's taking us around showing us different hunting spots and things that they do to make it... Uh, uh, you know, like where they put their stands and how they decide to put them there and stuff like that. All of a sudden, we come to this like giant solar farm. What? It is thousands and thousands of uh, solar panels. Wait, I thought like adoption it, of alternative <laughs> energy and hunting were completely mutually exclusive. <laughs> they are not. I'm talking about both Leaf and I were just like crying, mouths liberal open, tears of joy, like. Looking right, like we couldn't believe it. Oh my gosh. It was amazing. It was really cool to see. And apparently, uh, whatever the initiative is that created it and however they're paying for it, apparently Walmart has pre-bought like some crazy percentage of the energy they will make. It's like a PR. Mm -hmm. I'm like, there has to be a financial gain for them, but I, I think it's also partially like a PR thing. To be like, we're not just trashing everything. I love Walmart now. I'm gonna. It's Black Friday. <laughs> Goodbye. I'm going shopping. I'm glad at Walmart. That, I'm glad that you're not shopping. Oh, it does not even cross my mind. It, yeah, I'm not. I a, did go out on the road today to take someone home who didn't make it home last night on Thanksgiving, and I was surprised at how many people were not out on the street. Right. So I was like, either they're already at the mall, or they've already been to the mall at 4 a.m. and they're home, or people are just. Staying home. They're like, no thanks. Yeah. Which is Seattle's what like that. I like to do. Yeah. Well, good. I'm glad you had a good trip there yeah. and you did some work while you were there too. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'll be sharing some general kind You're of not stuff over with time. everybody. And then you can hear a little word from my sister Jennifer. Yeah. Let's listen. All right. This, this is my sister Jennifer. Jennifer, do you listen to Prep Yourself? Yes, I do. Do you enjoy my sweet jokes? They're amazing. Do you enjoy Lex's sweet jokes? They're not quite as amazing as yours. (laughs) Are you saying that because you're my sister? Yes, I am. Okay. It's true that Lex is funnier than me, but that's okay. You're cuter. Say this again. But you're cuter. But that's because you've never seen Lex, right? I've seen her pictures on your website. (laughs) Facebook. 
<laughs> nice. What do you like best about the podcast? Um, learning about ways to prep my home, my family, my job in case of a natural or any type of disaster. And have you changed any of your behaviors since you started listening? Um, I have started preparing my home. I've bought long, long storage food. I've bought extra water. I've per, I have prepared first aid kits, and I've also started go bags. What is the thing that you're way ahead of me on as far as if you have to have like long-term preparedness for like societal collapse or whatever? I am able to hunt, so I would be able to um, provide meat um, for my family or others. And what weapons are you competent with? A bow and a rifle. What kind of bow? A compound bow. I don't even know what that means. I mean, I know what compound fractures are, kind of, <laughs> medically. But you let me shoot it one time, right? Yes, I did. I did a terrible job. You were great for a first time. <laughs> uh, do you feel like you have been teaching your family about hunting and preparedness uh, in general? Uh, my son, more than my daughter, he's more interested in hunting and, and doing that type of thing outdoors. My daughter just has no interest whatsoever in learning. <laughs> uh, awesome. Uh, thank you for listening to our podcast, and you're awesome. Also, who is your favorite sister? That would be Danny. Yes. Take that, Victoria. Bye. Uh, so Lex, what did you think about my independent interview without you being there? I feel like it was a little biased. <laughs> As a reporter on the streets, I think you need to ask some less biased questions. <laughs> hey, I did say that you were both funnier and cuter than me. Well, I appreciate that. Because it's the truth. It's Aww. really it's really easy to tell the truth. It's only a reflection of you. Oh, man. What? <laughs> I, I love that she was like, Facebook. <laughs> she went, I'm like, you listen enough that you get our jokes. That's I good. did also interview my mom and my nephew, but their interviews were a little less substantive. Well, your nephew is so cute. He's like, it's making me more aware of preparedness. It's like, oh my God, we're touching lives everywhere. Maybe we all should, ages. Maybe we should put it at the end of this episode just so that people can just hear Just like a little Easter egg. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty cute. Uh, so moving on. Last... I hope my family listens like that too. <laughs> now everybody's on notice. You're getting interviewed over at Christmas. You should. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Please interview your family at Christmas. Okay. It'll be, it'll be great. Uh, also I want to interview Leaf's family because his mom is like the cutest voice in the world. So, Aww. uh, so in our last episode, you were like, blah, 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 something, the FEMA app and like, just like one, like barely like <laughs> talked about it. And you totally went along with it. And I was like, uh-huh. I'm a FEMA app. Uh-huh. And so I put it on my phone this past week and it's amazing. Mm-hmm. It's so good. It's a lot of info. Did you get the ASPCA one? It, no, the I didn't. Animal one? You're like, get the ASPCA. You're like, why, why don't do you- I even try? <laughs> like, what am I doing here? I also keep wanting to do the zombie one that Matt told oh, us I about. Oh, I got that one too. Yeah. I haven't used it though. Yeah, because we need like uh, some people yeah, to do it people. with us. But uh, yeah, it's amazing. I love, you know, like the kind of first one they're like weather alerts. They're like, 
We're not in charge of weather alerts. That's the National Weather Service. That's the other app on your phone. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like immediately into that, like, you know, they know the guy to call. You need to call the National (laughs) Weather. (laughs) They know a guy. Yeah, number one, FEMA is not responsible for content of weather alerts. All right, (laughs) thanks. And then, yeah, what else was on there that I really liked? Just a lot of prepping stuff. A lot, yes. Which goes back to our main point in the last episode of, yes, they're here to help you, but please help yourself first. So I like that. And you can also set up your whole uh, plan on their site. So on this little app. So you like you go in and you kind of create your own profile mm-hmm. of where these places are going to be like primary in town location, secondary in town location, out of town location. You know what I did recently, speaking of apps? What? I deleted Facebook from my phone. Wow. Changed my life. Yeah. How's that going? Good. So it makes me do other things like this because I would just pick up my phone and just open Facebook immediately. And instead, now I pick up my phone and go to where the app used to be. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I deleted it. (laughs) This was like two weeks ago. (laughs) I still am like in the habit of going there. But now I look at other apps like this, so I have more time to like search around and... Look at my FEMA app. Look at That's my really pet, cool. Pet one. And someone was like, so you like go online for Facebook? I was like, yes, on my laptop. <laughs> you can also ask, access Facebook there. <laughs> yeah, but then I would need to upload my pictures. Yeah, that's true. I guess, yeah. That part of sharing is harder, but you probably still get a lot more out of it. It's still, you're spending less time yes. putzing around on it. Yeah. And that was it, putzing, just like scrolling. And I couldn't handle all the political stuff anymore. Yeah. But my point saying that is that I spend more time with these other things that are like actually helpful instead of just distracting. Because I I just felt like too frenetic and like distracted by too many different things on Facebook. And so, yeah, so I get to like do my FEMA preparedness stuff. I like it. Yeah. You can also apply for assistance online. Mm-hmm. In that video that we watched that we talked about last week about the um, hurricanes in the South, we like one of the things that they talked about was being able to educate people on how to get uh, assistance mm-hmm. beyond the initial, like at the very beginning, it was really easy to know where to go get assistance because you were in a desperate there. situation. But then, Afterwards, when it was time to rebuild, it was really difficult to know who to call and where to go. More process. Yep. Um, There's also a feature on the FEMA app to dial 911, which I just pushed. Why did you push it? Well, now it's saying dial 911. I'm going to say cancel. (laughs) You're going to be like that little kid who gets a talking to from the police. Oh, man. Lily gets on my phone all the time. I'm just ready for the police to show up. I'll be like, actually... Yeah, we do have an emergency. Take this baby. Thank you. This is a a bad baby. I'm going to need you to get her out of here. Yeah. She's a disaster. But thank you so much for showing me the FEMA app. You're welcome. I was really excited about it when I got on there and a little bit ashamed of myself for not. Don't be ashamed. Because it took 10 seconds to download. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that it is, you know, kind of. With everything else with, that we talk about, like these kinds of things where it's like, I just did something for 10 seconds mm-hmm. and now... Can I make a confession? 
What? I also did a similar thing where I went back randomly and I listened to an old episode because I'm trying to like, hey, we said we were going to put that on our website, Facebook, (laughs) and we never did. So I've been trying to go back and listen and make notes of what needs to be added. And I listened to the one where uh, Sam Ollie posted about the coffee cup, the frozen coffee cup. So I did that and I put the mug in the freezer to freeze it. And then I never put the freaking quarter on it. Like, this was a couple of, maybe last week I put the mug in there, and then Mike randomly found a quarter. He's like, oh, were you saving this for the mug? And I was like, yes, I was. Thank you for reminding me. I will place it on top now. So if for a little bit of context, when the power goes out and your freezer might be defrosting, you have this coffee mug in your freezer with a quarter on top. So if it defrosts, then you can see if the quarter made it all the way to the bottom, throw everything away. If it didn't make it to the bottom, then maybe things have been able to be preserved. Right. Like Stay if, frozen. For sure. Like So then it's kind of like, oh, the power was only out for an mm-hmm. hour. Yeah. You know, that most of your stuff is probably yeah. still good. So part of our winter prep, that was that was part of that because we could have a, we could have a, have a power outage. So. Yeah, Absolutely. So we both did something that took 10 seconds. Yay! Fill the mug with water and put it in there. It's my KUOW mug, so now I get to see it. The problem the with putting a mug in my freezer is that Leaf really likes frosted glasses. So he would be like, why is my frosty mug got water in it? I'm like, that's mine. Go away. Yeah. He likes them for his martinis. He all wants right. a frosted glass. So that's an inspiration to all of you out there. What are you going to do for 10 seconds this week? Take your choice. Download the FEMA app or put a mug in your freezer. Or the choice is yours. write down five phone numbers. Okay. Either one. I'll say that three choices. I like you have three options. Okay. Three options. Do you want to jump into the wildness, the winter storm wilds? Get crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this week we did return back to our terrible movie watching roots. <laughs> And I'm a terrible movie watcher. I required everyone at my Thanksgiving yesterday to watch um, the day after tomorrow because it is a global climate change disaster. New York City gets frozen over. A big tsunami hits, right? And then it freezes. Uh, The... The tsunami... There's tornadoes in L.A. Yep, there's tornadoes. Yeah, it is. They... The... Essentially, what what happens is there's, like, a bunch of... Uh, melting that's happening in the solar ice caps, yes. and then it changes the Atlantic, mid Atlantic mm-hmm. circulation, yep. water circulation. Sure. Jake Gyllenhaal. Some stuff. <laughs> Dennis Quaid and Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, I kind of appreciated Dennis Quaid a little bit more than Jake Gyllenhaal. Well, Jake Gyllenhaal was like 18 in this. Yeah. Actually, he He's was really 26 cute. playing an 18 year old. He's really cute. All the other girls were like, Jake Gyllenhaal. I'm like, Dennis Quaid, come on. Yeah, but Jake Gyllenhaal is adorable. He is. But Dennis, Dennis Quaid, Quaid is also hot. <laughs> but his character anyway. his character in that movie was also kind of, Ugh. you know, like, I'm too busy being a genius at historic weather sequences to pay attention to my family. Oh, whatever. He's saving the world. I mean, it's kind of like back again to Tommy Lee Jones and Volcano, where it's like... <laughs> no, that's Pierce Bronson. Tommy Lee Jones and the Earthquake. Yeah. No, Pierce Brosnan was in Dante's Peak. Oh, Tommy yeah, yeah, Lee yeah, Jones yeah. is in Volcano. Duh. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Lex. <laughs> There's only two things I know about. <laughs> All these episodes just run together. 
<laughs> and um, where it's like, you're the worst dad in the world. Like, <laughs> <laughs> maybe not the worst one. They do get reunited. I saw that part. Reunited and, and it feels, feels so good. good. Um, We're gonna freeze to death, but we'll do it together. <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> I liked it. Okay, thanks. Yes. I'm in. Um, yeah, I made my family watch it. Uh, they mostly fell asleep. Yeah. While it was we were on. playing Cards Against Humanity and you drinking were. a lot of wine. <laughs> but I put the closed captions on. I also think I'm losing my hearing, so I can't hear. <laughs> I need to watch everything with closed captions now. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, hilarious. Well, <laughs> does it help that, yeah, there's a lot of other things going on and you're also distracted and stuff? Yeah. So what, do you feel like you learned anything from the movie? Uh... Go to the library? <laughs> Go to the library. Lots of stuff to burn there. Yeah. Books. They burned so many books. Yeah. They find a whole bunch of clothes in the library? Uh, like they, all of these extra clothes? They found some clothes. Well, a bunch of people had come in there off the street and had, like, luggage and various items oh, and stuff. Okay. But then also there was, like, the staff lounge and the, mm-hmm. you know, places like that where there were, like, coats and things like that. I'm just ready for the end of the world so people can find that special someone that they've been searching for. <laughs> I mean, when it's cold outside, you can still kindle a romance. Yeah. I did uh, really appreciate the one character had an injury that she kind of mentioned a couple of times. But, but then, then hit it. Huh? Didn't she hit it? Hide it? She didn't really. She just mentioned it a couple of times and then was like, oh, I don't want to bother everybody with it. But I mean, that is a thing That's that a happens. Deal. Like you got to speak up if you're if you're getting a septic infection. No, if you have an injury, we need to know about all the injuries. <laughs> we need to know about everybody speak so we up can about monitor these injuries. Yes, like, yeah. It's silly if you don't tell someone that you need help when everybody needs help. I think it's hard to say like I need more help than everybody else. But yes, you've got to like keep assessing those injuries. We don't want it to turn into something huge. She almost died. Yeah. Dumb, but dumb. she had to almost die so that she could realize how much she loved Jake Gyllenhaal. Excuse me while I vomit. <laughs> I also like that Dennis Quaid and his like ex-wife are like reunited. That over happens the... in a lot of movies. In Independence Day. San Andreas. Yep. They all are like, oh, now I realize what's really important. Dumb, dumb. <laughs> no. You're already married to them. Yeah. It didn't work. I think that for me, the biggest message is that. So, this movie came out in 94. Was it 1995? Maybe. It was probably 95. So, it came out 20 some odd years ago. That is insane. And the biggest thing that is happening in this is that no one believes that climate Climate change change is happening. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, 20 years later, it's the same. Mm -hmm. We're having the same discussion. Yeah. So. Just to kick off this discussion of winter storms and whatnot, I just want to say climate change is probably going to contribute to how focused you want to be on winter storm problems. And even though it's global warming, that's it's cold. It gets colder and colder in the winters. Mm-hmm. Just prepare for that. With that said, one of the things that I read as far as the historic documentation 
Seattle used to get more snow yeah. in the um, late 19th and early 20th century than mm-hmm. they do now. Yeah. So global warming isn't real? <laughs> global warming is real. I've just proved that global warming is not We read thing. one thing on the internet. <laughs> Climate change is real. <laughs> uh, That's, yeah, but we've mentioned it before, and I think uh, Matt Offlick, our best E from... <laughs> Super bestie. Super bestie from OEM. Uh, Number two disaster that OEM preps for in Seattle is winter storms. Because we've got the earthquake, obviously that's number one. Number two, based on frequency and impact to daily lives, is winter storms. So here in Seattle, we're we're starting to prep for that because it's late November. It's the beginning of the holiday season. Your, Your mind is probably elsewhere, but... Uh, Mike and I have started prepping the house, so uh, I could not ignore the fact that when it rained, the water was spilling out of the gutter into <laughs> our porch. I was like, we really need to address this issue this weekend. So what was happening? The were gutters just were just, yeah, full. Our neighbor, their yard has this huge pine tree, and we even had some of it limbed, some of the dead thing, but there's no stopping it. It's just, it. the wind is like, just a little, and it's like our entire backyard is covered in pine full. needles. And so it was just that over time. And I was like, I was looking at the roof going, then pine needles are not just in the gutter. They are piling up the roof on it. It's like certain places the pine needles just right. like gather. And I was like, we've got to take care of this. So Mike, a while ago, had bought this cool little iRobot gutter cleaner. So you have you still have to get up on the roof, but... Instead of having to get down there and, like, scoop it out, it's a little rotor. So you put it in, and you have this little controller, and so it goes down the gutter. and That's so cool. Yeah, it is pretty cool. So it's blowing it out as you're moving it yeah, down the Yeah, it gutter. has, like, a little um, brush that spins around and shoots the stuff off. But if you wait too long, you still have to, like, scoop it out because it's not like, yeah. you know, Iron Man. You can't do everything with it. So, so yeah, we took care of that. Um, I raked the front um Yard, so the leaves wouldn't blow into the neighbor's yard, and also create like a really slick sidewalk because I'm walking the dog and the baby up here. And if the sidewalk is covered in leaves and it's rained and then got muddy, it's dangerous there. So I raked that. Two days later, again, the wind was like, and our maple tree just dumped all of its leaves. So you probably saw when you walked in here, it's just like covered. So I've got to get out there today and do that again. Um, but then, and then did the mug thing, and uh, I think that's all we've done so far. Yeah. I have something to contribute. Oh. Oh, a little <laughs> a little pack. Oh, I got a little Prezi. It's candles and lighters and flashlights. It's it's and for your if the power goes out. I love it. I'm making some for people. It's like a vigil. Yeah. <laughs> this is so great. Uh, yeah, I'm making some for people for Christmas, and then I had made one. Like, I got all the stuff, and uh-huh. I was like, it's silly for me not to bring Lex one because nice. what if it happens, like, next week and right then now. you need it? Yeah. What if we need to get romantic right this second and you uh-huh. need a candle immediately? <sighs> but, no, I think that the story you told about being at your parents' uh-huh. house, you know, and them being, like, where, where is the stuff? stuff? Like, where are the things? And I think that, you know, those things are the bare, bare essential. Like, having candles available, you know, you guys and most of the people we know are not smokers. Right. So they don't have lighters 
and you have like necessarily a something of, like, to match. around. Yeah, and and even those, you're kind of like they move around the house. You don't necessarily know where they end up. Ours are always in the bathroom for some yeah. reason. <laughs> Smell protection. Smell protection. Someone light a match? Weird. (laughs) Nothing else happened in here. It was just for the sake of... It just came in and it already smelled like a match. (laughs) Um, But yeah, and then the little flashlights just... It's it's so you can find the bigger things. I love it. so that you can like... And it's something easy to stick somewhere like in your whatnot drawer. And since it's its own little pouch, it can just be put at the bottom. Yeah, it's in a nice little pouch. So this is a great... Speaking of the holidays... Everybody on my list is getting prep stuff. Right. And everybody knows to get me prep stuff. Someone from work, this guy Mark, who um, is into prepping and, and is always telling me about different events going on. Like, Is he the one who was at REI? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Nice. Um, he sent me a great list. It's like this really huge list of all the good prepping things and then brand names and website links and stuff. So I'm going to post that on our website because you I need to start that. getting your holiday list together. And uh, you and I can make our list, like our Oprah list of our favorite things. Oh, yes! <laughs> I'm so ready to make an Oprah list. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. Absolutely. This is my first gift for the holiday. Well, you know, Thanksgiving is the official start of Christmas it as is. far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I sang a Christmas carol today to Lily. <laughs> Away in a manger. <laughs> You're like, here we go. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mike's like, no. Um... There were a couple of things I wanted to say about in Seattle specifically. I know we have a lot of listeners all over the place, and these are things that may all be all over the place. <laughs> just all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> and these things may or may not pertain to you uh, specifically, but since uh, most of our listeners and this affects us the most, we definitely looked at it the most. Uh, one of the odd things about Seattle. Is the way you kind of so even though this is uh, winter storms are our number two hazard. We do not actually have any dedicated city equipment for dealing with snow. Yeah, it's in the Shiva. It says we have no trucks, no snow plows for Seattle. We have nothing. It's all repurposed equipment that are that are used for other things. That if this stuff happens, then they adjust the equipment to make it to use yeah. for the snow. Which I kind of agree with. It doesn't happen that often, and maybe just a couple days, which totally destroys our city. But for sure, and that's part of the thing. Like. When we finally get a storm that's more than a couple of days, that's when it really is the economic repercussions of not having a way to deal with the roads is a major item. But when you're in this kind of mid-level where it's not no snow, like, you know, somewhere like Atlanta and places like that, they might be dealing with snow once Every five years. years. and it, Or it, it might be every year, but it's like a half inch right. one day, you know, each year. Um, but and we're also not dealing with major snow like places like Boston and things like that where we're getting like 40 inches at a time. You know, it's really hard to dedicate financial resources yeah. to having or even just physical resources. Like where would we store plows right. that are used twice a year? Um, and even those that equipment that we use that is for repurposing and that we use for clearing the roads, they can't be used on residential streets. Yeah. Because there's no special equipments for making adjustments for how people have parked and right. all that kind of stuff. So it's really only main roads. Mm-hmm. On top of that, um, geographically, like the way that our we're very hilly. Like so it is very, very, very steep hills. And so we have all these crazy steep hills that are really hard to clear to make safe for people. 
Plus, people don't have snow tires unless you're super into uh, winter sporting. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of winter sporting here. So mm-hmm. there are quite a people, few people in the city who might change to winter tires. But in general, most people don't have chains. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not something that they have. Yeah. Or they don't necessarily have four-wheel drive and that sort of thing. The other thing is that people here just generally can't drive. Yeah, oh, like, for sure. Wet, they, dry, snow, they can't They can't understand four-way stops. No. They can't understand, like, I don't, they don't understand what speed, what speed to drive. I don't know, like, as That's much as it one. rains here, the minute that it's raining. I'm surprised they didn't put that in the Shiva. I know, just bad driving. <laughs> Major issue. Seattle lights can't drive. That's bad drivers. <laughs> um, also, the other thing that's really crazy about the way that our city is set up is all of our major trauma centers and medical centers are up at the top of crazy steep hills. I can't even believe it. So you said that, and I immediately pointed up. I was like, "They're at the everyone, everyone of them, Ballard's except for Ballard." Yeah. Yep, and and so you have all of these things where traffic's. There's also we have notoriously terrible traffic. So then you're like compounding all of these things on top of each other. And also people who need medical assistance cannot get to the medical assistance because the roads aren't travelable, mm-hmm. like all of these other yeah. things. So, so it's it not up- the issue it's not the disaster that will actually cause the issues, it's all of the aftermath. So it, that's why it has to be number two on the list. Exactly. Because we're just as a city, like ill prepared mm-hmm. for this to happen. Even though we know it's a problem, mm-hmm. once again, it's like why would we prepare for this? Uh, I also thought it was really interesting uh, because I'm sure that we're going to get into uh, alternative ways to heat and do those sort mm-hmm. of things as we're talking about preparing your house and car. Um, there were several deaths associated with the like 96, 97 storm uh, because people were doing things like burning charcoal inside of their houses <laughs> and things like that. So can't drive dumb as bricks. Okay. <laughs> Great. Come on you guys. So if you if you get to the point in the episode where you're kind of tuning out and you're like, uh, I can't I'm not listening anymore. Does that happen? Uh, no, no one ever does that. <laughs> if you're listening up to this if you've made it this far, I don't know why you wouldn't hear like wait for the actual information. <laughs> but I really wanted to give, like, a a super big plug as far as, like, preparing your house for winter uh, because there's a lot of things to do. You need to have some kind of alternative heat plan, just something that is not reliant on uh, electricity. If you are reliant on natural gas, uh, that even beyond that, essentially some source of heat that is not reliant on a city system being in place because electricity, there are a lot of things or gas, mm-hmm. if gas is yeah, yeah, yeah. something other than that, just to make sure that you, um, have a way, you know, in, and that might just be a huge stash of those hand warmer mm-hmm. thing, just something that gives you at least a day's worth of warmth uh, without having to rely I on utilities. Was, I thought it was hilarious that Sam was like, we know that we're unprepared. She posted on her website. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Because <laughs> I've been hatcheting wood for the last <laughs> eight hours I've been, I've been in, in the, the dark, dark hatcheting wood. <laughs> this is how I know. I think in general... You know, a lot of people who live in the Northeast and places like that, like a lot of people will have their own methods of like snow removal mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. Uh, I have so, a mic. 
<laughs> the prince of the podcast. From the Northwest has uh, a snow shovel. I think I mentioned that last time. Uh, but I will say, uh, you know, my number one as far as home preparation is having some kind of shovel. Yeah. Even if it's not a snow shovel. Just a trowel or something. <laughs> Just like the smallest trowel. Just like a baby sand bucket kind of shovel. Perfect. No, because again, it's just like with the plows. Like, why would I have a snow shovel if I use it once a year? <laughs> Which is exactly why I was like, Mike, why are you buying a snow shovel? It happens once a year. And I'm like, eh, it's pretty nice to have I'm, a snow shovel. I'm glad I have a snow shovel. Uh-huh. Uh, but I mean, I do have several other gardening shovels. Uh-huh. So at least I have something yes. that allows me to like get out there and move. Mm-hmm. Like One stuff. thing that I saw that was interesting, though, like a warning with winter storms is that you don't want to overexert yourself when you're shoveling snow. So for us, it might just be a sidewalk and a walkway. But if you have a huge driveway, take some breaks because heart attacks are a huge issue during the winter storms that people will overexert themselves. They have a heart attack. They can't get anywhere. Nobody can get to them to help or they just like die in their driveway. And I read this. I was like, really? This was on ready.gov. That's wow. Yeah. They're like, be careful not to overexert yourself. So you might have a shovel. But a snow shovel, like, makes it easier because it's lighter, it's larger, it's, like, made for shoveling. Yeah. Maybe you need a snow shovel for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody, give me a snow shovel. All right, I we'll guess. start a GoFundMe. Uh, <laughs> Lee's going to be like, where is this going to go? Um, and I'll be like, up your butt. Because uh-huh. <laughs> that's my answer to everything, because I'm 12. I'm a 12-year-old. In my heart. Well, why aren't you hunting then? <laughs> hey, that's a good question. And, okay, I'm not going to get back on the hunting thing. <laughs> and another thing. No, the whole thing happened this week where they're trying to say there's no minimum hunting age in oh. Wisconsin or Minnesota or somewhere. I feel like I'd want, like, a minimum age for handling guns, but... Yeah. Nope. They, right. they just it's took the away. Point. <laughs> they took away the minimum age for handling guns. We digress. Yep. All right. Um, so, Yeah. Having a shovel. Good. Having a shovel. So these are, these are just like the basic of the basics. Uh, having flashlights and uh, batteries ready for those flashlights. Or a friend that gives you some candles and a <laughs> lighter. <laughs> but yeah, alternative um, light. And so I think last time when I was talking about the power outage, parents didn't know where the stuff was they knew a couple of things and so it was good to have some things like immediately there and so you just need something to help you get around because it'll probably happen when it's dark out obviously stormy power is going to go out and you can't rely on your cell phone to be that light and (laughs) you you definitely don't want to because if you lose power you're going to end up in this like circular issue with powering your phone Mm -hmm. so the less you're using it for utility items like flashlights and stuff like that the longer you're going to be able to use it for communication mm-hmm. or getting information or yelling at. Yeah. <laughs> if the towers like are down. Like Facebook or your FEMA app. Um, yeah, that was a, one thing that the ready.gov, number one, have your communications plan. So everything from, you know, if it happens at work, how are you going to get home? How are you going to communicate with the people about that? But then if you don't have any power... What's your alternative communications? You need a radio to listen to updates, perhaps some way to contact other people, whether it be a, you know, CB radio or. I don't understand how we still don't have walkie talkies at each other's Christmas is coming. 
<laughs> I'm telling you, this is all Christmas I want is for Christmas. I'm always like, like, what do you want? I'm like, oh, I don't know. Just give me like a gift certificate. And I'm like, I need a CB radio. <laughs> I need some uh, battery power packs. I need, I need a small need... solar panel. Yes. All this. You can finally tell Aunt Edna what you want for Christmas. <laughs> Just send her a link. <laughs> So you have your flashlights, which should be more for, like, walking around, getting stuff together. Candlelight is much better for... Uh, stationary activities. For stationary. We're just hanging out. You shouldn't plan on having enough candlelight for you to be, like, reading right. and doing that sort of thing. If it is going to be long-term, like, you might want to start thinking about that during the day. This is more to give you... Enough light to do whatever alternative cooking you're doing. Play a game. Play a game. Essentially not use up all the batteries because you want to be kind of switching back and forth. Mm -hmm. Uh, I also ordered Leaf and I these uh, oil, like little oil candle things Mm -hmm. that are like 100-hour oil candles or something crazy. And they're like these little plastic things. And I think that they came in like a set of 10. And the box is really small. I mean, it is like a... A cube that is like six by six by six, mm-hmm. and so I mean that's like six hundred hours of awesome. of light that we have in one tiny box that mm-hmm. we can just stick in a cabinet somewhere, <laughs> and then it also doesn't it didn't have an expiration date mm. on it. So yeah, the other thing with candles, you don't want to be walking around with them. You could start a fire. That would be bad yep. in this scenario. Uh, another thing, ready.gov said was to get your fire extinguishers. So. Oh. Again, just like generally stuff you should have anyway, but um, make sure that you have fire extinguishers because also with alternative heat sources, lighting a fire in your fireplace or having a space heater. Some people, you know, don't know how to use their space heater or they have a really old one. It might get knocked over and start a fire. You're going to want to have, you know, first of all, get a good space heater. (laughs) Second of all, learn how to use it. Be responsible about it. What are the safety tips around that? But in that case, if something goes wrong, you need a fire extinguisher on hand. They also said carbon monoxide. So, yeah. So, this is the thing. Let's talk about heaters for a minute. Okay. So, the... Let's get uh, cozy. Be, yeah, because this is something I actually watched. One of the YouTube videos that I watched was all about heaters and the best kind of, like, alternative uh, heating sources. People who are seriously into prepping will always have somewhere that they have a uh, wood stove, whether mm-hmm. it be indoor outdoor or uh in their like special shed weird bunker (laughs) shed whatever uh because it serves two purposes at the same time one is that it's providing you heat but also it gets hot enough for you to cook on Mm -hmm. so it's doing double duty and uh so but you also need to have quite a bit of wood set aside Mm -hmm. for using that as a primary if you're if you're looking at that same thing where like, you need to hole up for two weeks, that whole, like, two-week uh, kind of thing that we always talk about. You want to be able to be sustainable for 14 days. It's some crazy amount of wood that you need. So, actually, pellet stoves are better mm. for being able to store, a like, in a, within a small area, mm-hmm. enough stuff to keep you warm. And, again, though, this only works if you have a house. Mm-hmm. If you're in an apartment building, no. you can't be having a pellet stove. No. And you, you just need a building. lot of blankets. And also, these are things that you have to have put into your house that are permanent fixtures. Mm-hmm. Not uh, necessarily. 
remember the BioLite? Oh, yeah. The, yep. It gives off a little bit of heat, but they also came out with this whole, like, BioLite stove thing. Oh, nice. Where it's more of, like, a bonfire situation. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, and it has the heating system and fan system that it blows out more heat to keep you warm. Oh, that's really cool. So that's a place to look, and they're having 40% off sales, I think, today on Black Friday. What? So well, nobody's a week gonna later when you hear this podcast, <laughs> you'll be sorry. <laughs> you can look it up and be sad that you didn't get it during the Black Friday. <laughs> but you could ask for it for Christmas, so yeah. totally works. Um, yeah, so that's a great... So in bringing up the BioLite, like, it's a great one of those, what I was saying about the uh, wood-burning stove, which is it does double duty. Mm-hmm. So it's giving you heat, but it also is set up in such a way that that heat can also be something you could cook on. Mm-hmm. And you so can get, like, that. camp stoves and stuff, but those don't give off a lot of heat. That's good for cooking. Right. Those like are great for cooking. Like a propane, like, Coleman stove or something, right. which we also have. And then, yeah, we have a Coleman stove, and then we also have a camping stove that uses white gas, which oh. I need to go get. A new canister of our yeah. canisters, like not that full anymore. Uh, so, also, there are heaters that you can run off generators. So, there are quite a few people. Once you get into even like a minimal level of prepping, a lot of people will suggest that you have a generator. I'm not there yet. I'm not there. I where am I supposed to put that? I live in the city. Like, where Mm -mm. am I supposed to store a generator? Mm -mm. But uh, here's the thing that was kind of wild about looking at, uh, or, like, kind of, like, looking at the whole generator thing. The, uh, one of the videos that I was kind of, like, watching and, and listening just about general winter prep, they talked about, you know, a generator is fairly loud, and it will need some kind of fuel. Mm -hmm. So, most of the time, gasoline. Mm -hmm. And if other people live in an air, the area where you are, you need to decide if you have enough gasoline to share with them. Mm. Because people will be attracted to the sound. Mm-hmm. They will know that you are using a generator. If they also have a generator, they will come and ask you. And so, like, one of their points was you need to know beforehand how much fuel you've stored and how much you're willing to give and also what you're going to say. Yeah, I'm not there yet. It also says they're, like... Four hundred to ten thousand dollars. Yes, mm, that's not going on my Christmas list. <laughs> I'm gonna go for quantity this year rather than quality. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, I think we still have a lot of room for just getting basic yeah. items together. Mm-hmm. Uh, but still, it was a thing I'd never thought about. Yeah, right. I hadn't really thought before about like, like yeah, a generator seems like a no brainer. Like especially because you can re. You can actually have a generator that is supplied by solar panels that then come Mm. back in. So it provides you a storage of the energy Mm -hmm. from the solar panels. But that's what the BioLite does the charging to. Absolutely. For sure. But what if you need to charge something like a heater? A BioLite's not going to charge something like a heater. But it is already heating you. Right. But what if it needs to be in another room? BioLite, you can send my check to... Well, I'll email you. To Lex's house. <laughs> to Lex's house. <laughs> Feel free to contact us through our Yeah. Our no, I hear website. you on that. It's Yeah, that's why I'm not there yet. I'm not ready to think about all that stuff. I'm not, I mean, I jokingly am always like, get off my lawn. Uh-huh. Like, if you don't show up with two weeks of provisions, like, I'm not trying to let you in. Do I want to share your body warmth and also have you help entertain me? Let's cuddle. Stuff, yeah, and cuddling? Absolutely. Do I want to share my food with you? No. <laughs> 
I don't have enough of it. I'm hungry. I'm so hungry. So thirsty. So next on the list from WikiHow. By the way, right now Lex and I are, I'm reading off of the WikiHow uh, Prepare for Winter Storm. And Lex is uh, looking at the uh, ready.gov storm, winter storm. We'll try to post them on our website. <laughs> we'll think about it. <laughs> um, so... We are, so the next thing on the list here after kind of making sure you have light and all that stuff is to make sure that you have non-perishable food stock. Avi. This is something I can't say enough. It is on every single list. It's every single time. You need to make sure that you have 14 days worth of calories for as many people that are in your family. Mm Mm-hmm. 14 14 days of calories does not mean, like Matt mentioned that time, it doesn't mean optimal living. It doesn't mean you're 2,000 calories a day and you're exercising, because you will be exercising because there's a lot of work to be done Mm -hmm. when you're in a survival situation, but it is enough to get by for 14 days, and that is up to you to decide, like, what is enough for you and your family to get by Mm -hmm. for 14 days. We've mentioned this before. It's much different with a a baby than it is for adults. Because if you're used to, even if your baby's ready for adult food, but you're used to blending it up. So Mm -hmm. it's like small for them. Like you have to decide what is appropriate for them. I would think SpaghettiOs is good for anyone. (laughs) Just have Costco palette upon Costco palette of SpaghettiOs. And beans, if I'm going to take your dad's advice. (laughs) Just beans. Just beans and SpaghettiOs. Awesome. Will be the only thing. Um, But eat your perishables first. Yeah. Make sure you put your perishables in your mouth first and then get into those stores uh, later. Don't worry about being fancy. Don't worry about trying to. Surviving, not thriving. Right. And make exactly. sure it's not expired. <laughs> or, you know, a little expired. It's, it's fine. fine. It's fine. Um, what? So next for us, uh, next on this one is water. Making sure that you have. Again, duh. Duh. One of the nice things with uh, when you're in a snowstorm situation is you could conceivably melt snow for drinking water. But the amount of energy it takes to melt snow and then ensure that it is filtered and stuff is quite high. Mm-hmm. You're paying a high price. Yeah, because what are you doing? Bringing all the snow into your home? Then that's cooling it okay, down. That's cool. And then yep. <laughs> just made a refrigerator. Yep. Um, so it could be it could be used to keep food cold, so right. you could move the things out of your refrigerator to outside. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great idea. Light bulb right so then there. you're not opening uh, opening and closing the refrigerator, and that'll give you more time with those perishables. Fruits and vegetables probably harder, but yeah. things that are like milk or dairy, definitely you're going to be able to keep longer, keep them away from wild animals, of mm-hmm. course. But um, with the water, the other thing that I was going to say, winter storms, you know they're coming. Yeah. Like, yeah. Stock up. Fill that bathtub if you need to. Fill up the ba- fill up all your containers. Just just pull out. Like why not? Yeah. Why wouldn't you just pull out that giant uh, stew pan that you never use for anything and mm-hmm. just fill it with water? Mm-hmm. Fill up all your extra water <laughs> bottles. You know, just anything that you have in the house that can hold water. There's just no reason not to. Yeah. You don't know if a pipe is going to burst. Right. That could be a problem, which is why. We'll talk about later. Leave that little drip going. Yep. So just make sure that 
first of all, you have some kind of stores of water just as your general emergency planning. But then once you hear that a storm is going to come, just go ahead and start filling up water. Mm-hmm. There's if no reason pets, not to. Think about them. Yep. And you don't know how long it's going to last. And also, a lot of times, like, you know, all of that food that you're storing needs water as a component of uh, getting it ready. Yeah. Hydrating it. So, obviously, you need to have your warm clothes. Probably not a, as big an issue if you're at home, but when we talk about the car, we're going to need that. Um, obviously, your first aid kit, kit and medication. Have that prepped and ready to go. Um, so just to touch really quick, we talked a little bit on camping stoves and grills and stuff. Just ventilate. If you're cooking, just know that you need to have some kind of ventilation, especially in a situation where you're trying to make sure that no heat leaves your house. That also means no air or yeah. toxic gases are leaving so your house. So that's why you want your carbon monoxide detector up to date no so it's really smart to use like if you have a outside grill with propane and stuff that is a great way to cook and conserve energy within the house and use fuel and stuff that you have there but don't bring it inside to do it no do it outside (laughs) people do it and they die from it not the smart people listening to this podcast (laughs) but maybe you see somebody (laughs) as you're on your little walk Yep, as you're, like, going through, you see them, and you're like, hey, don't take that inside. <laughs> um, yeah, and then having uh, matches handy. They, they mention again here having matches handy because... Uh, waterproof. Matches. They're waterproof. Also, you might lose dexterity with doing lighters and oh. stuff, like as your limbs get cold and stuff. <laughs> so it's a little bit easier to light a match. Um, the communications thing. We've talked about this before. You should, in a winter storm situation, know you should have numbers written down just in case. Let's just say your phone disintegrated. You didn't take our advice. You didn't get that battery pack. Yep, it's gone. You will want to have phone uh, numbers available to you, but you also will want to have uh, someone out of state to call. Again, let's just say it's day after tomorrow scenario. Some kind of crazy storm, like sudden freeze happens and just like all the cell towers just fall over. Like I got stuck in the library. They fell over. <laughs> they call somebody. Um, which, by the way, when they were stuck in the library, they had to go find a landline. <laughs> yeah, a payphone. P.S. To go in. Right. There's no more payphones. So. Uh, Bring back the payphone. So make sure you have someone out of state. So that the way that the phone system works is different if you're calling out of state. Make sure you have someone that you're calling just in case you get caught in separate places yeah. from the rest of your family and you need to make sure that every, each other is okay. You want to make sure that you can call kind of a joint person to get that message to each other. What else do you want to say about I just I don't the I communications think, uh, plan thing is like really Yeah. Again, there's no reason there is just the basic stuff. It doesn't cost you anything. Plan, the food, the water, the first aid, and the PMA. Like the PMA. Across the board. And Can't hit that home enough. Baby supplies, if that's baby a supplies, thing that you have. That would be, you know, like a little footnote there. Baby <laughs> foot. Foot. <laughs> <laughs> baby, baby foot in your mouth? Yeah. Baby pet. Yep. Little footnote there. Yep. 
Uh, yeah, so have your diapers and formula. Because like I said, when the power went out, I was like, oh my God, how many diapers do I have? In that situation, it wasn't an issue, but it definitely sparked that idea of I can't go out to get these things. I need to have these things on hand. It's just going to make my life a little bit easier. And in a winter storm scenario, it's less about you being able to go to the store and more about the fact that no one who delivers things yeah. can get to the store. Yeah, it's a double-double. So once they are out of what they have there, mm-hmm. then they're just out. For a while. For till whenever. Yeah, I'm not getting it, my diaper delivery. You're not getting your diaper delivered. You get your diapers delivered? Oh, yeah. That's fancy. Yeah. Who brings them? Amazon? As a gift. Honest. Here's again a little bit of my waspiness out there on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> it was a gift. <laughs> Moving on. Okay. Okay. My blushing. Let's talk about prescription beds. I love them. <laughs> Actually, I don't love them. Not my drug of choice. <laughs> yeah, not not what I'm into. Wine yeah. is where I'm at. Oh, cheers. Uh, prescription meds. So uh, you talked about this with your parents. Like uh-huh. your parents were like, oh, like, you know, they have some basic like heart meds and, you know. I don't think they do. Just basic heart meds. Now, what was what were their meds? I don't know specifically. I just know, you know, if my, my dad's had cancer, there's some yeah. medications you have to take. I know that um, I just hit my mic with my boob. Oh. <laughs> you might need to block out the boob mic. No, I'm not editing that out. <laughs> that is our very first mic boob encounter. <laughs> Everyone will hear it. Everyone. Uh, maybe I'm just thinking heart stuff because that runs in, runs in my family. Mm-hmm. But, the, you know, blood pressure meds. Um, things you take on the daily. Things you take on the, Even, you know, anxiety, all of those yeah, things are 100. just going to be crazy amplified. And also, then if you're out of them, you're also dealing with withdrawal. So mm-hmm. you're already in a worse situation yeah. for your heart, your liver, your head, your everything. Your brain. And then you're going to be going through withdrawal if you don't have those meds. So Mm -hmm. make sure you have your meds, a backup supply. have that conversation with your doctor. I think different medications are regulated different ways. Like, don't go ask your doctor for 80 more oxy. That might get you in a little bit of a situation. But just bring up the fact if you actually need these medications, have that conversation now. It won't hurt. (laughs) my medicine I was just pouring my medicine I have alkabetes yeah (laughs) all right lastly again getting back to that communications have a radio or some way to get information from the outside so it's not necessarily you communicating out unless you're really awesome and you're part of the auxiliary communications network have some way to get information battery powered or solar powered crank radio something where you can get that information from the National Weather Service. Correct. Uh, and there's, I mean, honestly, this is a great thing to ask for for Christmas is like a stocking stuffer or whatever, because there's so many great battery operated or crank operated radios out there now that are like mm-hmm. $5. Yeah. Don't think of this as like a really big item. It's a pretty simple thing you're going to get it and be like, oh, this is easy to use. It's not expensive. It's nothing fancy. It's just just that one extra thing you're going to be able to use in a disaster situation that's going to put you a little bit, a leg up. Yep. Make your life a little easier. And I recommend in Seattle, when you get that radio and you want to try it out, just put it on 106.9 for the holiday season. (laughs) You're so excited. Delilah. (laughs) 
Hey, Delilah. I've been trying to prep my my girlfriend for a while. She just won't accept my crank radio. How do I show a woman I really care? Well, I'm glad you asked. Get her crank radio. So, like, really just, like, as a quick, like, run through um, for stuff with your home just to finish up the home side of things. Those were all things of ways to deal with when there's actually a winter storm. But what uh, do we really want to do, Danny? You want to prepare way in advance. In advance. In advance. Like, just in case. Lex already did that. She cleaned up her gutters. Woo! I don't, I don't know my gutter situation right now, so I'm going to leave that to leave. Robot. You can borrow our little thing. I make a podcast. Leaf does the actual, like, real-life <laughs> items. We're the theoretical. Mike and Leaf are the, let's actually do it. Um, but there's a bunch of information on the internet about in winterizing your home, like making sure that your windows seal properly, yeah. making sure that you're taking care of leaks that are actually in your house and, like, how that affects your home, insulating pipes. Weather stripping. Pretty it, simple stuff. Like... It's going to take more than the 10 seconds that we're talking about at the beginning. It's going to take more like a couple of hours. But getting new weather stripping for your doors and windows, the door jams, is going to help a lot when you want to keep your house warm. Yep. And this is good for your bills, even. Not, totally. Nothing to do with we're prepping. We're saving you money now. We're t- we And all that money you save, you send can just it send us. it, right? <laughs> <laughs> we're happy to accept it in all forms. Yes. PayPal, Venmo, Pennies. checks, pen, whatever. <laughs> Do you say panties? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I wish I had. <laughs> uh, also accepting those. Uh, so, and then also uh, we talked a little bit about detectors actually in the last episode, like making sure that you have batteries in your carbon monoxide and mm-hmm. fire um detectors uh checking on your uh supplies to make sure so once a year just going and seeing when they expire i'm one of those people who's like you know expiration dates are a suggestion kind of thing they're just trying to sell me more but i definitely (laughs) do not want to be caught in a situation where for 14 days i need to eat something that's four years expired i might die nah i might die um, the whole thing with the generators, if you think that that is something you want to invest in, uh, and then, you know, just making sure that you have some kind of, you know, a general supply of blankets, you know, where the, the, for me, like in our house, I know the draftiest part of our house is that our fireplace has air that comes in. We mm-hmm. don't use our fireplace very mm-hmm. often. And so even though it's closed and stuff, it has air that, that rushes in through it. Yeah. So that would be something I would want to cover up with a blanket if I'm not using it to make yeah. a fire. Just stuff it full of pillows if you're in an emergency. Yep. Um, so just knowing those places mm-hmm. where you're losing keep, heat. Yeah. Um, keep the water dripping in your faucets. Right. Um, obviously, moving water is harder to freeze than standing water. So just turn on that drip, especially if you're leaving on vacation. You know, so if you're going away for vacation over the holidays, I remember as a kid, we always had to go around and turn on the faucets just to make sure there was a little drip, just in case something happened when we were gone and then you wouldn't have to call on a neighbor to go over there and check. If you just have a little drip on, it's going to save you a lot of time and money and pain if uh, the pipes freeze. So then you don't get a cracked pipe and then you come home and you take a shower and, oh, you flooded the basement. Awesome. 
funsies. And now not only did you flood your basement, but you have to replace all your plumbing. And the carpet and all that garbage. Uh, And I just want to say, too, if you do end up in an emergency in your home, uh, one of the great things, if you have any tents, do not feel weird about setting up a tent in a part of your house because part of the technology... Part of the technology of modern tents is the way that they keep heat inside of them. So it's a great way just keeping your breathing, like all that hot air from mm-hmm. your breathing mm-hmm. uh, in, in a space that's keeping you warm is by enclosing that space and making it smaller. Mm-hmm. So I'd also add to that, practice your breathing. <sighs> <sighs> Dragon's breath. That's what I'm feeling over here. <laughs> mouth breathers, an emergency, I love you. <laughs> hey, why you got to talk about my mouth breathing? <laughs> while, I was, while I was in Alabama, my mom also breathes through her mouth a lot. I actually do. I have trouble breathing through my nose, so I breathe through my mouth a lot. But my mom, my sister has <laughs> taken to calling it codfish mouth. <laughs> it's pretty funny. It was a pretty funny part of the holidays. They, like, shout across the room, codfish mouth. And then my mom will, like, you see it, like, go in her mind. And then she closes her mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty good. So let's talk about cars. Love them. Get me around. Okay. I have one. You have one. Yeah. While I was uh, researching heavily for this episode, um, I made that appointment for my car that I've been putting off for a while. And I realized I'm the only one putting it off because the first time I could get an appointment was December 19th. Holy moly. Yeah. For like the whole oil change. I've been looking. I don't drive my car a lot. In two years, I have a little over 8,000 miles, which is not a lot for a car. But in the city, I just don't drive a lot. Um, And so I'm getting the oil change, but also sort of the winterizing. So making sure that all the fluids are up. um, You know, General tune-up stuff. Yeah, general tune-up. Obviously, you want to have the antifreeze in your car so it doesn't freeze up. Um, make sure your defroster is working. Make sure the heat is working. All of these things that kind of seem obvious, but I think a lot of people, cars are in all sorts of states of disrepair, mine included. Um, so just make that appointment to get it serviced or learn how to service it yourself. I think you can go to Shucks or whatever auto parts store and just go and talk to someone and say, what do I need to do to make sure my car is up to date um, beyond the emergency prep kit in it? But what do you need to have on hand in a winter situation that will help you down the line? Nice. You never know when you're going to get in that situation. You might be on vacation or you went to this place like you went to Bellingham a couple weeks ago and you didn't know it was going to snow and all of a sudden it snowed. And what do you do in that case? So, you know, probably from like October to where we live, April, you're going right. to want to have that uh, car prep going for you. For sure. And we are surrounded by mountains. Yeah. Uh, I just mentioned right when I got here to Lex that one of the things I had read was that two, historically, two of the highest uh, year yearly snowfalls happened within 100 miles of Seattle. One was Mount Baker, which was like 1,500 inches of snow in one year, and one was Rainier. There was like 1,400. Crazy. I wish. So, like, so much snow. So, it's, you know, right around us. So, even though we don't have regularly, I think the it was 18 inches over a year that we get annually. But that's usually, like, less than an inch a day. Mm-hmm. No, tomorrow I was looking 
So we're going to the Apple Cup, Cougs versus Huskies. Go Cougs. Um, <laughs> it's going to rain a quarter of an inch, it said. I was like, wait a minute. That's a lot. That's a lot. For a day? Yep. Yeah. You want to know something really dumb? Speaking of car prep, I left my vent open in my car, like the little sunroof. Yep. Because I had the dog in the car and I was going to roll down the windows. But I was like, oh, I'll vent it. I left it freaking open all night. And I went uh, in and I was like, why is my car wet? I'm like, oh, I'm an idiot. Oh, because dumb. I don't know what that has to do with this podcast, but just <laughs> me putting but that out there. about it. I'm just dumb. Make sure your car is properly closed every time you get yeah. out of it. Don't be a dumb dumb like me. So uh, in my car, I, I have snow chains in my Good. car. Do you have jumper cables? I have jumper cables Good. and I have a spare tire. Oh, that is Good. all that I have. Oh, and a jack. Okay. I do not have sand. Oh, I do now have, thanks to Lex, the window breaker flashlight oh, yeah. flare thing. In a winter which, emergency. Break that window. Which Leaf just like recently was like, what is this? Because it was in the way of him getting to his phone cord to plug in uh-huh. to my car. He's very irritated. He's like, what is this But then thing? when he learned, he loved it. He loves things. Things. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was super into it. He loved the little, like, because it has this little, like, metal spike thing. Uh-huh. And he's like, this is what people use to break in everyone's car. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. Well, that's not what that's for. I mean, not in this case. It's in my glove box. Did you show him the magnet? I didn't. Yeah. There's the magnet. If you lose something down there. Then we can grab it up. Yeah. But next time, yeah, I will. But uh, so that, but I don't, I do not have in my car. I do have toilet paper. You have a first aid kit. I give you a first aid kit. I do have, I do have a first aid kit. Yeah. Maybe one I do thing not to have do is tra- know what's in your car. I do. I, <laughs> I do not have a what I would consider a trauma kit. Oh no no no. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I wouldn't be able to like pull over and help anyone per se. Right. You know, like I think that if we talk about winter storms, things that I think about. Being in a first aid kit or like those uh, winter blanket, the warmth blankets, mm-hmm. you know, that reflect people's heat back in. Space like, blanket. I don't have anything like that in there. Those are so cheap. Yeah, they are. They're under They're $10. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. I think that that's something that you need to get in there. Um, you have an ice scraper, right? I do. I yeah. have an ice scraper. Have an and ice scraper. And it has like a mitten on it. So then oh, my hand is inside nice. of it. It's fancy. Yeah. I remember my old boss was like, so, for Christmas, my wife and I got each other mittened ice scrapers. I'm like, oh, the things I can look forward to. You're marriage. like, that's so hot. That's, that's so super hot. hot. At least warm. <laughs> I'm in. Let's do it. Yeah. So, um, blanket. Again, the portable cell phone charger. Right. What are you going to need when you're not around any, like, buildings, if you're in the mountains especially? You've run out of gas. Yeah, you ran out of gas, whatever. Um, or you need to abandon your car and go someplace. A, stay on the main road. Don't get all fancy and and take a side road because you might get frostbite and die. But you're going to need that cell phone to contact people or keep in communication. Or you don't get cell phone service, so you need to leave this the car. Again, you're going to want to have extra battery power, so... Put that on your Christmas list. And I think this hits on one of the fir- very first things they actually talk about in your vehicle on the um, on Seattle.gov. They have a winter preparedness, uh, just like one sheet kind of for winter preparedness. Uh-huh. And their first thing is to, if you're going to be driving in a storm, like you know that there's a storm coming, make sure that someone knows where you are driving to and what your 
time plan is. Yeah, or don't go alone. There. So that was something Ready.gov said was try not to drive alone. If you have to drive, like first of all, don't go outside. Yeah, if you don't need to. You don't need it. Just don't. Yeah. Or if you need to, take someone with you because if you get in a situation, then you have a buddy to conspire with. Yep. And help you carry things and Mm -hmm. help you make good decisions with. Mm -hmm. And also, if it comes to a situation of hypothermia, honestly, the best thing you could possibly have is body heat of another person. Cuddle. Yep. Naked cuddling is actually the way you're supposed to. You're supposed to hard naked cuddle when someone has hypothermia. I mean, platonically. Yeah, this isn't sex. We're not unless about- you're Jake John Hall and whatever that lady's name is. Yeah, Emily, whatever her name is. Yeah. I mean, there's a. I mean, maybe Dwayne Johnson can show up. Can you imagine him being the person who you're drawing body heat from? I was also, like, it's too much. It's too much. Okay, it's a side okay, note. A Complete more. total side note. I found out this week that there is an app that you can have on your phone that lets you, like, it's an alarm clock that is the rock, and it's him, like, it's things that he's recorded, Shit. so you're, like, woken up. up. But also, one of the parts of the app is that you can follow his, like, daily workout routine, what? which starts at 4 a.m. No. I don't want to be up at 4 a.m. Nobody wants to be a before. I'm shocked. I'm pleased. I'm <laughs> like speechless at this point. I tell you about FEMA apps. Yep. You tell me about rock apps. Yep. You can get it today. Well, that is freaking going on our website immediately. <laughs> <laughs> so make sure if you can't have someone with you and you do have to drive, make sure that you let someone know what your travel plans are. And like Lex just said, stay on the main roads. If you, even if you are an expert cross countryer, the likelihood of avalanches not. and stuff during uh, winter storms is crazy. You just need to, like, just don't do it. Just don't do it. I need to go back to the rock. Uh, <laughs> no, speaking of rock, rock, rock salt would be a good thing to have. <laughs> See how I did that? I love it. I, I love there. what you just did. I love what you just um, did. Yeah, they said sand or rock salt to have in your car in case you need traction. Right. What I have found from personal experience is car mats. Take all the mats out of your car. I have a dog bed in there if you need to do that. But you put those under your wheels. It takes maybe a little bit longer, but then again, you don't have to carry like five pounds of rock salt with you unless right. you want to cure some meats. Um, <laughs> use your car mats and I that might. will give you some good traction. So I've been stuck in a parking lot even and we took those out and you can reverse over those and then you reverse over them and you take them and you put them behind it again. But that will help a lot. I like that. Yeah. So um, I'm gonna I'm gonna one up ready.gov and just say use your car mats. Use your car mats. Mm-hmm. I have also been in a ton of situations too where this is a really great reason to flag down other people who are passing by because things like uh, semi trucks and stuff they'll have like chocks chalk blocks and stuff mm-hmm. and they're and that helps you get that traction when mm-hmm. you need it so that you're not constantly rolling backwards. Yeah. So if you're not gonna carry around. A bunch of wood and whatnot <laughs> in your car for that. Um, okay, here's an interesting one that is on the Seattle.gov. If trapped in a blizzard, clear your tailpipe and run your engine and heater for 10 minutes every hour. Open your window slightly. Oh. Okay. That's weird. Yeah, so don't have your car on the entire time, but you can last longer if you heat up the car. Yep, for 10 minutes. But, but don't you, commit suicide. You also need to clear your tailpipe right. because it might be freezing. It might be getting full and freezing 
So you need to make sure it's completely clear. Or the exhaust clear. is going to. Yep. Yeah, I guess maybe you have, if you're stationary, is gas going or exhaust going in your car? I and guess. Then, if, yeah. you've, if you've plugged it up. Like, you know what I mean? If you're getting buried in snow, mm-hmm. if you're in a blizzard where you're being buried in snow, oh all gosh. of a sudden it might not be clear. Lex is just like, oh, my wait, God. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Someone who's not lived in the Northeast yeah. ever. Yeah. Okay, so I see. If this if it's snowing and it's piling up, it might back up your tailpipe, and then that exhaust is going into your car. Okay. Right. So they're saying clear it, so make sure that there's nothing causing Blocking it to be blocked. Mm-hmm. Run your engine and heater 10 minutes an hour. Open your window slightly when you're doing that. Mm-hmm. That probably also keeps your car, like, functioning, too. Right. Because you don't want to wait, like, four hours and then try to start it, and it doesn't start because it's too cold. Because everything's frozen in there. I'm learning. Danny. Um, if you if it's during night hours, keep the dome light on in your vehicle so rescue crews can see your vehicle. Okay. That also makes sense for anyone, though, too, because a lot of people will get stuck kind of in snow situations where they pulled over to the side because they didn't have, like, snow chains and blah, 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 like the other items that they needed. And so they'll pull over to the side, and then you're really effed because then you just look like you're a part of the snowbank. Right. Yeah, and if it's not the dome light, then your flashlight that you have in your emergency prep kit or the yep. flare that you've got, you can put outside the car. Don't put it in your car. <laughs> Don't put it in your car. Don't do I'm it. I'm learning. Okay. I'm so motivated now. <laughs> I am. I was so proud of myself to be like, why have I not made this appointment for my car? I've been talking about it. I've been right. saying that I'm going to do it with Mike. I want to do it before the winter. And he's like, oh, we only have December 19th. I was like, great. So I was so proud of myself for making that car appointment. I've been talking about it. So I'm going nice. to get it done. And even if it's a little bit later than I wanted it to be, at least I'm doing it. Right. Yeah. Uh, so I have between now and then to get my, my kit together. <laughs> So we talked a little bit about having your flashlight, a cell phone, like some way of um, putting your cell phone flares. We talked about uh, sand or salt, uh, toilet paper, like really. So I have toilet paper in my car because for a long time I did trail work and like lived in the woods. And so for me, it's like this like second nature thing. Like you always have toilet paper with you because... For me, I'm like, you can pee a hundred times on the side of the road. But when you have a number two type situation, there's actually health and safety reasons that you need toilet paper. So just making sure that you have that. Because also you don't want to be using like snow or things like that that are going to cause you to become colder. Let's just talk a lot about pooping again. We just really like that subject. But also, uh, so something that I do not keep in my car that I think is really smart and I think is easier these days than ever is having some kind of water and some kind of food in your car. And the reason I say it's easier now than ever is because they have, I just recently ordered for my work this box that are, that's packets of clean water. So it's like a little, like kind of like what you might have. For like a, a frosting or something. That's what I think of. It's like yeah. a package of water. It's like a package yeah. of water. I got that in my pre-go kit that yep. um, I got for me at Costco. And they're really nice because it, they're split up into servings already. Mm-hmm. Kind of like these are eight ounce servings of water, which are really so nice. you know how much you've drank. And then also they take up very little room. Um, like as far as like the space, you know, spatially and stuff like that. And 
the, you know, like bottles and two gallons things, you know, you're always having to worry mm-hmm. about. These are things you can just lay out flat, uh, like in your <clears throat> wheel well or places like that. And then uh, with food, I'm not sure what I'll put in there, but there's plenty of food things that are like that. Tuna mm-hmm. comes in those like little flat packages now. In that same episode that I said I went back and listened to is when yeah. I went to Target and got the box of Cliff Guard. Cliff bars and tuna. And nice. I was like, I need to do that. The thing I need to worry about is that I haul my dog around a lot. So oh. like, I don't want to get something that the dog's going to get into. So I do need to put it in something that the dog's not going to get case. into. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and after all this, so the one thing I am kind of proud of myself about, because once again, this ties back to like my trail days and it has less to do with disaster and more to do about like, sometimes you just don't know when you need to take a nap. Like you're, you know, mm-hmm. I do have a little... A uh, bag that has a small pillow and a blanket nice. in it that just Good. stays in my car. Yep. It gets the thing is it gets taken out a lot. Yeah. It gets taken every time we have to like load something up, blah blah blah. And I am pretty vigilant about putting it back in there. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think during the winter, just making sure that it stays in there. Yeah, you know, same with me with the baby and the pet stuff. Emergency poop bags. I have those in there. Emergency diapers. So again, everything having to do with poop. You have right. toilet paper. I have things for other humans and non-humans in my life. Um, but then Mike and I went in there. We're like, oh, we don't have any diapers. The ones we had were a size too small. Oh so man, I, had an up- I did an update it, and we're like, okay, well, in a pinch, it's going to work, but right. it's not something that you know could work. Is yeah. ideal. You could duct tape it around. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I don't have duct tape, but um, so what do you have in your car for PMA? Um, gosh, I have a pack of cards. I have two decks of cards, actually. Awesome. I'm not sure why. I have a bunch of CDs that aren't going to work, but, uh. I have a set of 10 dice that I keep in my console uh-huh. because of the, we've gotten trapped in fairy lines oh, yeah, for, yeah, like, yeah. long periods of time. Mm-hmm. And so I have kind of delegated this kind of weird little top part of our center console to having dice in there. We play a game called 10,000. That's really fun. All right. Yeah. Cool. PMA. Check. Got it. Doing it. Man, I think this is a long episode, but it's good to talk about all this stuff because there's a lot of really simple things. I think it seems like a lot, but individually, these are really simple things that you can do to get prepped for the winter. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So... What are we going to do next time? I don't know. I think that we should do our Surviving the Holidays episode. All right. Yeah. Let's just do that. So I think we'll come up with, um, you know, we'll probably watch some terrible Christmas movie. Yeah. (laughs) That we can talk about. Only one or two to choose from. (laughs) But uh, I think when I talk about, when I think about disaster preparedness that has to do around holidays, I think about... How do you have a creative plan to help the people around you? For instance, when recently Lex was in a situation with her family where they're like, I don't know what to do, and you're the expert, you know? Like, <laughs> I was like, yes, I'm the expert. <laughs> hmm. But Google. Like, I think maybe just laying out a, like, hey, this is a 10-step process for anything that you're in to be kind of the logistical manager of how you mm-hmm. deal with a situation, whether it be the lights going out or whether it's that your drunk uncle punched your aunt in the face. They're going to need a lot of PMA. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any suggestions for that last one, other than that it would be pretty funny. Yeeks. Uh, well, thank you all for listening so much. 
so much. So much. We're thankful for you. I'm so thankful for you. Super thankful. It's so exciting to see the listening go up and up yep. on the stats. So I hope we're helping change and save lives. Yep. <laughs> and slowly but surely. Keep surviving. <laughs> <laughs> This is my nephew, Brayden. Brayden, have you listened to Prep Yourself? I have listened to a couple of them. What did you think about how amazing I am? Um, <laughs> uh, I think that you are good at teaching us what we need to know of, in case of a major disaster. Uh, that's a good answer. Also, am I the funniest person that you've ever listened to on a podcast? Um, yes. Am I the only podcast you've ever listened to? Yes. <laughs> Have you done anything different since you've listened to the podcast? Not really. Do you pay more attention to disaster preparedness? Yes. How old are you? Twelve. Are you going to save the world? No. <laughs>